Corbin, I think you should bring us in with your classic, hey, all you nostalgic, whatever you feel like saying. <laughs> All right, I can start. What's going on, all you nostalgic beach bums? Whoa. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to 90211. <laughs> Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, but this week we've got not one but two 90210 novices. Uh, one is more novice than the other. That's true. That's Let's true. make that clear. Yeah. This is my first go, my first episode. <laughs> so I love it. I'm excited. Uh, I'm Kendra Mickles. I've seen these episodes for the first time. Uh, Kendra, who do we have with us? Okay. It's my brother, the Corbin one, Andrews. The one, the only. Yeah. Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome he back. Was, to be here. Yeah, I know. If you go back in our stream, you can hear us do a bunch of episodes of a podcast called Nostalgia Me This. Then uh, Corbin had to go, you know, live his life. So we we don't do that anymore. And we moved on to 9021. Here we go. That's but we're right. glad to have you back. This is my second time listening. I've has <laughs> told me that I've been mentioned once or twice. So yeah. I'm here to clear my good name. Um, <laughs> I hear a certain kiss had been brought up of me yep. kissing a vice principal yep. in which I did. That Grabbed did my happen. Diploma, okay. Wow. Right, right on the cheek. Wow. Okay. I was a legend. All I right. Was there. I mean, as as the OG host of uh, Nostalgia Me This, Corbin, it's good to have you back. And longtime listeners will remember in episode 45 of Nostalgia Me This, we did, in fact, get Corbin to confirm on mic that he would do a guest spot on 902 and Here We Go. And, and it's only taken like a year and some change for that promise to be realized. <laughs> Honestly, I had no idea that I said that, but I'm glad that I'm feeling that now. It's a fact. It's recorded. It is a fact. I, I'm a man of my word. What good. can I say? Good. Okay. Anyway, hey, Kendra, uh, I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. (laughs) (laughs) You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're covering the season four premiere. So long, farewell, off Wiedersehen, goodbye. Kendra, I know this is going to shock you, but I was actually in a production of The Sound of Music. So, what? Yeah, played no. Cap- played Captain Von Trapp when I was but seventeen. You in a musical? I know. <laughs> Wait, every musical that's ever mentioned. Have Nick's you? Like, oh, I was in that. Well, it's true. Have you not been in The Sound of Music though, Kendra? No. I mean, you got the perfect voice for Maria. What's happening? <laughs> well, well, thank you, but oh no, <laughs> no, the opportunity has not arisen, Kendra. And, uh, I mean, if Peter if, is dead at the moment, well, so. that's true. But but if the if the need comes up and you're you're asked to play Maria, I would reprise my my eleventh grade role of Captain Von Trapp to play opposite <laughs> with you. So just awesome. just know that I'm available, and I'm sure there's a part for well, Corbin. I'll, uh, you know? I'll never forgive you for not doing yeah. Music Man while we live together. So Kendra. Listen, one of these days when you have a summer off, you just need to come up here for like three weeks and we'll just blast through rehearsal and you and I, I will star. I know today. that. I know that, Kendra. Anyway, anyway, let's let's open up the West Beverly Blaze, huh? I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. 
this episode premiered September 8th of 1993. Some things going on in 1993. Uh, Movie-wise, on September 9th, we had In the Line of Fire starring Clint Eastwood. Corbin, have you seen that? Good times. Also, uh, Rookie of the Year starring Thomas Ian Nicholas and Gary Busey, (laughs) which I also have Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Kendra, you and I have a connection to this movie that you may not be aware of. Mm. We met the star (laughs) of this movie, Thomas Ian Nicholas, at that Comic-Con we went to in Cleveland, Ohio. You actually met him? Yeah, yeah, he was at the table right next to Matt Ryan, who plays Constantine, and he was just like standing there chatting. Oh, that, were you was off- you, that was just you and Eric. Oh, I wasn't so, there for okay, that. so you were off. Okay, well, we did. We chatted with Thomas Ian Nicholas then. Me and Eric Nichols. I was Nichols. there. Okay. I was somewhere in the right. building. All right. Yeah. I've never met okay. Gary Busey, and I think my life's better for that. I disagree. Really? <laughs> Everybody, everybody's life would be better if they met Gary. It would certainly <laughs> be more interesting. I can't deny that. Is Rookie of the Year the one where he he's like a kid and he breaks his arm yes. and then he becomes really strong? Yes. That's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Is that the plot of that movie? Yes, he has yeah, like, he... his tendons heal in a way that if he pulls his arm back, it snaps forward really quickly. So he can yeah. like pitch. Yeah. So he's like this 14-year-old kid playing in the pros. Yeah, exactly. Well, I knew I knew that part. I didn't I didn't know the other part of that. That's funny. Also, when you said Matt Ryan, my eyes got super wide because I thought you meant the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. So I know. I think Corbin morning as well. Like me... Matt Ryan is like no, let let me just clear the air. If you ever think I'm talking about a football player, I'm not. <laughs> okay. So just well, assume there's someone else with that name that I know. Speaking of football. Yes, okay. On September 6th, NFL Prime Countdown premiered, which is now, it has a different name now, but it's the pre-Monday Night Football show on ESPN. Okay. Corbin, I put that in there for you. Oh, well, that's that's a good little fun fact. <laughs> Uh, some other fun. some other shows that premiered around this time, the cartoon Adventures of Sonic and Hedgehog. Did you say Sonic and Hedgehog? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's a wacky buddy cop movie, <laughs> Sonic and Hedgehog. He's a um, gruff veteran. Hedgehog is the new rookie. <laughs> September 7th, the Chevy Chase show, which lasted about five weeks before it was off the air. Five weeks is the maximum amount of time anybody can spend with Chevy Chase, so that makes sense. <laughs> that Even that, that's pushing it. Yeah. September 10th, the X-Files Ooh. and Bill Nye the Science Guy wow. premiered. Okay. Wow. Big, big stuff on September 10th. Uh, a oh, couple yeah. other shows that premiered around this time, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. And Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. That's right, which has a 90210 connection, of course, because Dean Cain just wrapped his season three arc as Rick and went on to star as uh, Clark Kent in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, The number one song on the Billboard 100 is Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. And then on September 13th, Joe Itata, who plays Nat, turns 57. A spry 57. Quite spry. Okay. 
All right, uh, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I would love to, Kendra. In 2012, Jenny Garth played Assistant District Attorney Haley Dean in the Lifetime original movie, The Eleventh Victim. In this taut suspense thriller that follows Atlanta Assistant District Attorney Haley Dean, she tirelessly pursues the conviction of a serial killer. And just when the courtroom persecution of the... I said persecution. Just when the courtroom prosecution of the murderer begins, (laughs) Haley's fiancé is killed in a seemingly unrelated crime. Oh, man. That sounds intense. I know it does. Maybe maybe we cover that on a future episode. Yeah, I'd have to give that a shot. Corbin, you watch a lot of Lifetime movies? Or no, that's not your jam? No. It's, it's, that's not me, man. Okay. You know? All right. Well, have an open mind. <laughs> I think I've maybe seen two. Yeah. Yeah, I need to expand my horizons. You definitely you do. Yeah. <laughs> the synopsis for our episode, So Long, Farewell, Auf Wiedersehen, Goodbye, is... As summer comes to a close, the gang says goodbye to Brenda as she heads back to Minnesota. Meanwhile, Brandon and Steve are living it up, house-sitting at the beach, when the owner's daughter shows up and sparks fly. Also, Kelly returns from Europe... Without Dylan. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So Corbin, before we get into this guest cast, I just want to I just want to make sure that I understand you. You know nothing about Beverly Hills 90210. You don't know anything of what's happened. Yes, nothing. I have been dropped in the middle of this and never seen an episode. So I'm, I'm excited. Don't know anything. Don't know any actors okay uh i knew who tori spelling was and that's it okay was it um, i mean were, was it easy enough to follow like was this okay an episode to pop in on or were you i mean we'll obviously get to stuff but there's definitely things where i wrote who is that <laughs> what is the relationship there <laughs> okay so <laughs> all right so i told him that Bre- know, brandon and brenda were twins that's helpful but that's i don't know if you remembered that when you were I watching do, well I, I did have to imdb and find out that their last names were the same, so I gathered that they were related. Okay, yes. You've, a little detective so. work. Look at you, Corbin, the yeah. detective. Yeah, man. All right. This week's episode was directed by Bill Delia and written by Charles Rosen. Recurring players Jennifer Lundy, Mark Kiley, and Joe E. Tata return as Celeste, Gil Myers, and Nat. Kendra, sadly, this is the final appearance of Michael Kudlitz as Tony Miller. You sad to see Tony go, Kendra? Oh, bummer. Yeah. I mean, he he took his last shot. He did. And, uh... Yeah. One more one more <laughs> play for I thought Brenda. you were going to say I thought you were going to say Joey Tada's last appearance and I was like, "What?" No, no, no. No. Uh, we have Rabia Scott as Jill Fleming. This is the first of two appearances by her and she's best known for the role of Jenny on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. I know. This was kind of a fun one. Julie Adams as Grandma Beavis. So this is Cindy's mom, Brenda's grandma. First of two appearances by the character, but this woman has a fascinating career. Her first credits are in 1949, and she continued acting right up until her death, really, in 2019. Many, many classic films throughout the 40s and 50s. She played Kay Lawrence, the, the lead character in The Creature for the Black Lagoon from 1954. She appeared opposite Rock Hudson in five films. This is my favorite bit of trivia about uh, Julie Adams. Universal Pictures Publicity in the 1950s, claimed that her legs won an award as the most perfectly symmetrical in the world. And they were, in fact, insured. Wow. I know. They were insured for $125,000. So Wow. Her, good. her legs? Her legs, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I Why know. didn't we get a shot of her legs I in know. this, in this <laughs> well, show? Maybe, she, maybe they were in the car most yeah. of the time. What a waste. Maybe they're saving <laughs> a, a little for her second appearance. I don't know. But anyway. Oh, maybe. Anyway. Uh, uh, good job, Grandma. 
We have Wendy Benson Landis as Darla Hansen. Darla's been mentioned throughout the series as Brenda's friend from Minnesota. This is the first time we're actually seeing her. First of two appearances by the character. Uh, she played Barbara Caulfield on the show Unhappily Ever After and Colleen Henderson on a little show called Desperate Housewives. Hmm, Finally, Yeah, I know. Finally, we have Haley Johnson as Cousin Lindsay. This is her only appearance on the show. She's best known for the series Kids Incorporated and for the role of Becky on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She also made appearances in show like Boy Meets World and Caroline in the City. All right. Well, uh, we have a couple IMDb bloopers I wanted to mention. Uh, when Brandon and Brenda are walking into the peach pit to say goodbye to Nat, apparently there's a wooden wall behind them, and it should be the street. Oh. But it's just a wooden wall. That's funny. Also, while Donna, David, and Kelly walk out on the deck, the cameraman is clearly visible in the window. Oh, that's funny. Now, I didn't clock that one, but reflections in this one were problematic. I saw a lot of boom mics in windows and things. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise (laughs) me. That doesn't surprise me. What are you going to do? Corbin, are you you ready, Corbin, to dive into the lives of these characters that you're meeting for the first time? I'm beyond ready. Okay. This is is what it's all for. This is what nostalgia me this. And everything has led up. That's right. This is the pinnacle. (laughs) Season four of Beverly Hills 90210. It's all downhill after this in my life. (laughs) All right. Here we go. The first episode of season four. We start at the Peach Pit. Uh, Corbin, what did you think of the Peach Pit? This is a big place for these characters. Is the Peach Pit the restaurant? Yeah. 50s diner style restaurant. Yeah. Yes. My first note was great theme song. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I've never heard it. Well, we never should mention that because it. it's different. It is. It is different. Yeah. It's different than the last season, Phen- and I like it less, Phenomenal actually. brass. Phenomenal oh, yeah. brass section. So I'm I'm for it. But the Peach Pit, I didn't really have any uh, – it, it seemed like a diner that Brandon yes. works at. Nice. Okay. And Steve came in there wearing the worst shirt I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I wrote that down. Life. Corbin, I wrote that's, that down. My, it was that's terrible. my second note. Oh, I love it. Yep. He wore a shirt. <laughs> and he, he, that he drops the bomb that they got a, a beach house. Yeah. Yep. So, and, well, first, though, he, uh, he got into California University, which was uh, he was on the waiting list. And he got in. Uh, Corbin, this this character had a rough go of it in high school, yes, keeping his did. grades up, and yes, it was not clear whether he was going to get in. No, uh, to I, this university. Can, so. I can relate to that on a, <laughs> on a spiritual level. Uh, I, so yes, yeah, so he comes in and he uh, has a key, and actually Brandon makes a master key joke. He ha- he holds up the key, and Brandon's like, "Wow, they gave you the master key!" Like as soon as you got in, which is a callback to. Uh, when he thought he had a master key to the high school. Yeah, there's a big the arc season. in season three where, where Steve gets this master key, theoretically, that, that will allow him to change all his grades, which almost causes him to get expelled from high school. So I, I did like that callback. <laughs> but I've got to say, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased, well. Corbin, that you like the theme song because I love the theme song. On, we did we did a special episode last year in between seasons two and three on the 90210 soundtrack, uh, and we had Eric from the uh, 90s Music Got Me Like podcast on to go over that with us. He was not a fan of the theme song, but Kendra rightly pointed out that that theme song is fire. So I'm glad that yeah. I'm glad that it worked for yeah. you. I also I liked yeah. the I liked the changes in the imagery in there as well. Like a lot of new oh, a lot yeah. of new mm-hmm. uh, clips and things were in there. We're new the, uh, we're, turning yeah 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 well, brandon's got yeah. that like weird new kids on the block fade <laughs> haircut going on which i wasn't yeah. a fan of but 
Yeah, Steve's shirt atrocious, and Corbin, you should just be glad that you didn't have to suffer through the mullet years, because that oh, was a yeah. hard time. That was a hard time. Yep. Well, and um, crop tops. I'm he always... likes to wear crop tops mm-hmm. as well. He sure does. Oh, man. A mullet and a crop top. That's, yeah. that's actually what I'm about. So. <laughs> I, would, I, I think you could pull that. it off, and you know, oh. my motto is if you got it, flaunt it. So good for you, Corbin. Yeah. If, if I could grow a mullet, I would do it in a heartbeat. Do it. All right. So... They're on the road to the beach house. Uh, you know, every sun's out. They're they're happy to be on the road. Um, they're pulling up to what they think is the beach house, and Steve is like, "You're gonna see how the other half lives." Right. And I'm like, "Aren't aren't they're both very you guys wealthy. Are rich? <laughs> they're really yeah, wealthy. Yeah, they live in like very big houses. The other um, other half. <laughs> yeah, the other other half. They pull up to this beach house, and it's like destroyed. Uh, but then they realize that. They thought it was fives on the on the address they had written down, but it was actually nines. So they go to the real beach house, which is much nicer. And we find out that it is Guy Fleming's beach house, mm. who is trying to get uh, Steve's mom to be in a movie or something. Yeah. Uh, so he's lent them the beach house. I well, really like. They that. say they're their beach their house setting right yeah i really like that little scene in the car between steve and brandon when they're talking about like brandon can't read steve's writing and stuff it was just it felt very improv and fun yeah so i liked that and i've got to say just like right from the start i feel like this has a different vibe even from it does don't you think like something about the energy is just a different kind of thing i agree i couldn't put my finger on it but it did feel different um, okay, so at first, uh, Steve is, you know, looking at all the babes on the beach, but sure. then he's like, oh, I should probably call my girlfriend. Uh, so he goes to do that, and they decide that they're going to have a going away party for Brenda yes. at the beach house. Yes, because Corbin, Brandon, and Brenda are twins, as we've established, and it was the expectation Correct. that they would all go to the California University, and in the season three finale, Brenda pulled an old switcheroo and was like, I'm going back to Minnesota, which is where the family's originally from, so now we got to say goodbye to mm. Brenda. Yep. Corbin, do you want to go ahead and share your thoughts on Brenda? Hit it. Yeah, so I also wrote the note, is everyone rich? So I'm glad that was addressed. <laughs> Pretty much, um, yes. Because they all seem very rich. Yeah, Brenda, w- well, I just didn't care. Okay. I'll just put it that way <laughs> all right. about Brenda and her, yeah. and her journey to Minnesota. Yes. I mean, later on in the episode, we obviously see her at college. Everybody kept asking her about Beverly Hills, and she just was being pretty whiny about the whole she was I don't yeah wanna, i don't want to talk about it i yeah. don't want to talk about it. so it just it kind of felt like a a breakup from what was happening back in in beverly hills yeah so it kind of felt like messing up the pace a little bit yeah i agree and it was not like i mean i i think they were maybe trying to emphasize her ambivalence about being back in minnesota but it was just just came across as annoying it's like why are you being rude to all these people? They just want to know about your life, you <laughs> yeah. know? And she's like, shut up. Don't ask me anything about my life. I'm Brenda. What kind of car is he driving? She's like, they all drive Porsches and BMWs. <laughs> like, Why don't you die, Darla? <laughs> How about that? Question. <laughs> all right. We've skipped ahead. We've skipped sorry, ahead. Sorry, yes. We were vamping right. about Brenda. Okay. So later on, Celeste is now there, Steve's girlfriend. And they are, uh, Steve's trying to set up the volleyball net uh, not well. And Celeste has made this amazing going away poster yeah. for Brenda. Yeah, bye Did she, bye like, Brenda. Is she supposed to have drawn that? I don't really remember was... that being established, but possibly. 
well, it was very, it was very good. Yeah. Um. So she goes to help Steve with the volleyball net. Donna and Andrea arrive. Um. I'm gonna say I like Andrea's hair straight better okay. than curly, but it still makes her look like a 40 year old. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and yeah. and Andrea is the one exception, Corbin, to the everyone's rich rule. Andrea is oh, very much yeah. not rich. She lives on her grandma's couch. Oh, the, t- yeah, the token room, middle the class. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Yep, you got it. <laughs> Um, okay, so then David arrives uh, with a bigger earring. Yeah. Season four, bigger earring. It's yeah. usually not that big. And he is having trouble finding a place to live. Yes. Um, he, for some reason, can't live in the dorms. I don't know why. Well, um, Donna said that thing about uh, wanting to tell Kelly that they, they won the lottery uh, for dorm room space. So I think the, the space is just limited and David didn't. Uh-oh. David gotcha. didn't get one. David, uh, who, by the way, Corbin, is is on the verge of a, a blossoming pop career, although we haven't really talked about David's music career in many, many episodes at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then Brenda shows up. She came straight from the beach club, mm-hmm. where I guess she worked for the summer. Yes, and we and, got a Henry uh, shout out. Oh, did she say Henry? Yeah, well, Brandon was like, oh, Henry gave you the day off or something like that. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, and then it is party time. So mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. people, Jim and Cindy are there. Jim's talking about he enjoyed the food. Dylan and Kelly are not yet back from Europe, we yes. learned. So yes. they uh, they spent the summer in Europe, and that's where they still are. Jim did hear from Dylan asking for more money. Yes, Jim um, manages uh, Dylan's, like, hedge fund thing so that's that's why Dylan is super super rich very very he, rich yeah the richest oh. would you say the richest oh my of, gosh of all yes of them? yes like a multi-millionaire I kind of rich yeah. yeah was jim the dad jim, is jim, the daddy. jim and cindy are are brenda and brandon's dad but jim is like a financial yeah, guy and he manages dylan's trust fund what did you think of the parents by the way what did you think of jim and cindy um pretty brief i yeah. thought that in the time, I didn't understand the context. I see. But I was pretty blown away that they were just like letting their 18-year-old daughter stay with two guys. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I now realize one is her brother. Her brother, so. yeah. Yeah, that helps a little <laughs> In my bit. Head, I was like, that is that is wild that yeah. these parents are just going to let their daughter drink and party and then but, you know, not come home. Not- that's not a an abnormal thing. I mean, Kelly's crazy. mom. Yeah. Kelly's mom lets her do that all yeah. the time. So okay, so they're at the the party. They're having food. Brandon is making fun of Brenda, saying he she, he's going to like change her room and everything yeah. when she leaves. Yep. David tries to convince Steve to let him live with him. Yeah. And Steve is like hard pass. No. No. Nope, that's not, not happening. Andrea gives Brenda a gift. Um, and then they have a little talk about, like, does she regret not going to Yale? Yes. She was supposed to go to Yale. At the end of the last season, she said she was going to Yale. Yeah. But as I predicted, she is not going to Yale. She's going to California University. This is very lame. This is very lame. So, Incredibly like, lame. For the first three seasons, Corbin, there's been this huge deal that Andrea is, like, working towards going to Yale. Like, everything is about Andrea going to Yale. And, like, I just think at the last minute, they were like, no, we can't have her be somewhere else and have her continue on the show. Mm. But... But to me, like all the work she's put into going, it's kind of lame for her to just be like, I tell you what, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to go. Like, well, you know, I'm not later on when she's talking to Gil, I'm like, you know, I don't know about you, Gil, but yeah. also you have a point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we learn her grandma is not feeling well. Which, which, okay, is a reason, but I just don't think they hit it quite hard yeah. enough. I don't think they took the time to explain why she's not going. Well, as an outsider, I was just like, oh, 
I mean, that makes sense. Grandma's not feeling well. She's not going. All right, well, maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm too cynical. Andrea says that she admires Brenda for being the one who's going to, like, really branch out and, you know, leave and go far away. Yeah. Uh, then Jim and Cindy are heading out, and Brenda... This is where she says she's going to stay with Brandon and Steve. And as soon as Jim and Cindy are gone, Steve is like, bring out the beer. <laughs> Let's get our drunk on. <laughs> At that moment, that's when that's when Steve won me over. What, that was it? That was the time? Yeah, yeah that's when I said he's, he's my favorite. He's, he's your kind of guy. Okay. <laughs> he's the guy. All right. So later that night, Tommy shoots one last shot for Brenda. He's like, let's go Tony. get in the jacuzzi. Sorry, Tony. Yeah. Let's go get in the jacuzzi. Let's go have a good time. And she's like, you do that by yourself, there, Tony. <laughs> yep. uh, so he's uh, he's off to Arizona, apparently, yeah. to play football. And as she walks away, David walks up and he says to David, do you have any idea what it's like to like someone and know that you're never going to sleep with them? And David's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I know yeah, the feeling. Got- that this is this has been an ongoing thing, Corbin. Where David and Donna have been together for a long time. Donna keeps putting the brakes on things going too far, and David is not cool with that. Well, so. she said okay. they graduate. Yeah, that they would yeah. do it, and they have not yet. They have not. Okay, so I kind of picked up on that, but then like two scenes later, they're like like he's got his arms around her, yeah, or something. So I was like, so are they? dating are they not dating yeah they, they are fully dating david just wants to go all the way and donna's not oh. david and donna's not down with it okay yes, yes. Gotcha. we've had many conversations about donna's virginity on this show yes <laughs> um okay so kelly then calls donna and it turns out she is home she's calling from her car mm-hmm. uh andrea also stayed at the party so i guess she didn't have to leave like she said earlier then kelly walks in and everyone is like hey kelly's back yay and they go outside to hear her stories about traveling around europe with dylan we learn that dylan is still in europe Hmm. but they they split ways so that kelly could meet up with her father oh i'm sure everything's fine don't you think kendra probably as soon as she said that he was still in europe i was like oh no that's not good oh dear corbin just for context Uh jenny garth who plays kelly uh, was the heartthrob of my life, uh, starting in 1993 <laughs> to today. I, I mean, <laughs> so just so you're aware, this was my childhood well, crush. I wrote, who is Kelly? And I'm assuming she's just a friend that was traveling in Europe, correct? It, well, it's she's a whole like, thing. You know, main yeah. Character. yeah, yeah, she's she's a main character. She and Brenda were best friends. Then there was a whole triangle with Brenda, Kelly, oh. Dylan. Dylan eventually settles on Kelly. There was a whole schism after that, and now everybody's kind of like sort of over that. Don't you say, Kendra? We're over the hump I would with, say the, yes. with the triangle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, her and Brenda are hugging. That's and true. Yeah, missed each other over the summer, yes. so I think they're fully friends again. Yes, I think so. Gotcha. Um, okay, so. Uh, Lots of lots of hugs as Kelly learns that Brenda's leaving the next day, so she just caught yeah seeing her. This um, was a funny like music issue here because they were like, "I can't hear you over oh, yeah. the music," and the music is like the <laughs> softest, faintest music in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, we also hear a lot of things breaking in yes. the house, and Steve and Celeste are having to deal with that. Yep. 
So the next morning, the house is trashed. Mm-hmm. And, Completely. Uh, Brandon has this funny, like, he wakes up with a towel on his head, and he sees Brenda is up early, and she's just, like, sadly sitting, watching the water. And they have a little little brother-sister moment, and he takes her to the Peach Pit. Now, I have to ask, as as a podcasting brother-sister duo, did the touching moment between siblings speak to your true relationship in real life? Oh, yes. Sure. Sure. Not at all. <laughs> Kendra, okay. So that's a yes from Kendra. A strong I no from often, Corbin. Okay. I often compare Corbin and I to Brenda and Brandon. So Okay, but which one of you is Brenda? That's what I want to know. Oh. Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't be Brenda. I can't. You're saying no to Brenda. Okay. Brenda. All right. I don't I mean, I can see that now that you say that. She's saying that she wishes that he would go with her and that he misses her. And I get, I get that, but and we there's did, no way I could be. We did go to college in, in two very different states so yes yeah we did so we identify but anyway so they're there (laughs) and uh nat is adding something to the menu nick what's adding? oh my gosh i didn't understand this at all (laughs) you need to you need to just sometime google brenda laverne 90210 and watch this scene because it is the worst moment of television history <laughs> in season one keep bringing it up though i know in season one brandon is working at the peach pit and he has to go off and do something is that when he was on a soap opera i don't even remember but the point is no. brenda filled in but she was too shy and so she invented this like weird faux 1950s diner character that's like hoy honey i'm lavoy you want some pie here's some pie cutie pants <laughs> horrible horrible it was a whole and this was a callback to that it was laverne's honey pie so it was just (laughs) i don't want to see laverne ever again but i think corbin it's your sworn duty to at least see some laverne it's my cross to bear it is yeah Yeah. uh he's also hung up brandon's shirt on the wall yeah so he's he's really gonna miss the walsh's as they go off to college yeah but i was i was like did he fire brandon because it didn't really seem like brandon was wanting to quit but okay well he's not gonna be working there yeah well, I, I guess I, he could have yeah why not i mean a lot of people have jobs during i mean i had a job during college you know why not yeah yeah that's true okay Okay, back at the Walsh house more jokes about uh changing brenda's room um yeah. but brenda's you know it's it's goodbye time, so she's feeling pretty sad. Mm-hmm. As she gets hugs from Brandon and from Jim. And as she's leaving her room, she grabs Mr. Pony. Mr. Pony! That was also a whole thing with it her was stuffed a, animal. Yeah, it was a key stuffed animal <laughs> moment with Mr. Pony early on. So it was nice, <laughs> nice Mr. Pony callback. Uh, and she gives one last look to her bedroom. Now, wait, hold on. Before we end this, I need to know, Corbin. Now, I remember your fascination with Kendra's American Girl dolls, but did you have an equivalent stuffed toy to a Mr. Pony? Did you have your stuffed toy as a child? I mean, I would say yes, but if I can tell you what it is, I, I, I can't remember. Wow. Okay. I know, I know G.I. that I G.I. had a G.I. Joe that you took. Yeah, but... I did have a G.I. Joe, which I destroyed later on in life, and my mother was very upset. Wow. <laughs> okay. Kendra, what about you? Did you have a Mr. Pony? Yeah. I, I talked about I had a teddy bear named Bruno. That's right. Yeah. That I Name- still have somewhere. Okay. I had you, a- would rec- you would recognize him, Corbin. You probably just didn't know that was his okay. name. I had a Precious Moments goose that my grandma gave me that I carried all around. <laughs> 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 anyway, Brenda takes Mr. Pony and they're heading to the airport. Yep. 
Back at the beach house, Steve wants to just like go do stuff instead of cleaning. So they leave the house in a, in a shambles. Uh, everyone is, you know, waking up talking about like how weird it is that Brenda's not going to be around. Andrea decides that she's going to go take a walk by the lagoon mm, where Gil lives. Interesting. David wants Kelly to help him look for an apartment. So she says that the next day, once she's a little less jet lagged, they will find him a place to live. Yes. So then we go to Gil's house. Corbin, what do you think of Gil? Uh, my note on what do you, Gil. Oh, hold on first. What do you think that their relationship is? Well, I wrote Gail, a teacher, question mark, romance between Andrea, question mark. Yeah, These are, so. that's a good question. <laughs> that's a very good questions. <laughs> he is her teacher. <laughs> that has been okay. incredibly flirty with her. Yeah. Their whole relationship. And it, they haven't. There's no. been no romance. No, there hasn't. And it's been like we we spent all of season three trying to like parse out what the heck is going on with Gil Myers because it feels like they could just never. First, he started off being very sexist, kind of demoting Andrea and, and giving Brandon her job and acting like she needed to be the woman behind the man and all this nonsense. And then he was accused of sexual misconduct by a student, and that claim was not technically true. But they never really kind of addressed the way he acts towards the students. And so all of that, like, tying he is, in, He's well-loved by the He students. is beloved. He's beloved. But he's a little familiar and a little too handsy uh, with them for our taste. So I found both <laughs> of these scenes to just be so like... So he's beloved by the students, not by not by you. I, 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 I would agree. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. I, I still... And he still, he still has no beard, which... Yeah, he, I think he lost the beard. Yeah, it's a reverse Riker situation. But I think, <laughs> you know, what what's weird to me here is that even in these two scenes, it's not really clear to me what the show is trying to say about Gil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't really get it because the scenes did feel very romancy to me, like we were kind of heading in that direction. But yeah, we'll see well, what comes of it. Well, I thought maybe they would. Like, now she's graduated. Yeah. It's- it's okay for them to have a relationship. Yes. But okay, so she tells Gil that she's not going to Yale and he seems he seems disappointed, but and he kind of like lays on the guilt trip like, yeah. well, like, you know, it's fine. We just put in all this work yeah. and I did all this stuff for you, but I guess it's fine. And then she like, you know, walks away angry and then he acts like he's kidding right he's like you're an easy target that's why i like teasing you and yeah. i'm like you do this all the time yeah. where you're like oh i was kidding it's weird no not a likable character all right then we get our first glimpse of minnesota we've oh. never been to minnesota in the show right minnesota um no we have we have but only briefly and only jim remember jim's job got transferred back oh, there oh, and there was a yes. little bit but it is the first time we see the Walsh house. The only other time we saw that was in the book that we read, the, the oh, Lawrence yeah. Crown, the 90210 beginnings. Yes. Um, okay, so Brenda, Cindy, Grandma, what's her name? Grandma Beavis? Grandma Beavis, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> they're cut and <laughs> Brenda's cousin Lindsay. are in the car. They're talking about global warming right uh, i loved that i loved that cindy and her mom were going back and forth about like whether or not global warming's real it's like yeah. i guess that's like 30 years later it's the same yeah. conversation it's clear uh it's clear from the get-go that cindy and grandma beavis have a tense relationship where they're always arguing <laughs> yeah. um the cousin wants to know everything about beverly hills she's just like asking question after question have you been here have you seen this 
Um, you know what? Here's here's a missed opportunity because there's even a cousin in the episode and we didn't get Christian on this episode. Oh! What's the matter? <laughs> call him right now. Somebody call him. What's the problem? What's the problem? We probably could. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, hey, guys. Hey, uh, I don't know what we're talking about, but <laughs> he'd be just as talkative as always. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then Grandma Beavis is like, "You broke out in hives, Cindy, when you started college," and they have like another argument about like them being tense during yeah. when they started college. So they get to University of Minnesota, and her cousin is still asking her a million questions, and she's like, "Chill, just a little bit. Like, I'm trying to." not think about Beverly Hills right now. Yes. Then uh, we meet Darla Hansen, Brenda's yes. friend. Who Brenda's been on the phone the first... with, and we've name-dropped a yes, lot, we've but heard now we're seeing a lot about Darla. Yep. Uh, and the first, one of the first things that Darla asks is, what's Tom Cruise really like? Yes. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yep. as it turns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, Nick, how you and I, well, I used to, but you still currently live in new york i do and people are like what's new york city like i know and we're like no no i don't know it's so far away it's it's very <laughs> fun back at the beach brandon steve and celeste uh just finished up a volleyball game where they lost and mm-hmm. steve is not happy about that brandon heads back to the house alone uh to start cleaning up and a girl like jumps out at him with mace yes and so he's trying to get her to calm down and put the mace down yep uh, then Celeste and Steve kind of hear this commotion and run inside. And um, Steve knows this girl. It yes, is he Jill sure does. Fleming. He sure knows sure her. Does. Yeah. Jill Fleming. Uh, in classic Brandon fashion, he is very upset and is like, you need to apologize to me. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't <laughs> trash the house. Right. Yeah. My favorite is he he put his fist up like he was about to punch her wow. and then dropped it like That's a intense. like a fake punch. Yeah, yeah. It's like wow. <laughs> this is classic. What, what are you gonna classic. do? He's a hothead. He's a hothead. <laughs> yeah. Um. He even asks her if she knows Emily Valentine, which uh, <laughs> was his crazy ex girlfriend. Yes, Brandon had we had a we had a recurring character named Emily Valentine who there was a love triangle between Emily and Dylan Wait, and Brandon, and turns out Emily Cray. And she yeah. she ends up like Fair. in a mental institution. So it was a, it was a fun callback to Brandon's oh, nutty God. girlfriend. Oh, you know um, what? I've got a fun I've got a fun fact for you here. When they're walking in, they're listing all the celebrities that they saw, including Diana Ross. Yeah. Diana Ross's son, Evan Ross, is a recurring character, uh, uh, Charlie Selby, in the CW years of 90210. So there what you go. A fun fact. What are you going to do with that? Jill was looking for her dad, but. Um, apparently he is away in North Carolina directing an episode of the Andy Griffith show. Hey, I absolutely love that. Yeah, this, this show means a lot to Corbin and I, because we're originally from North Carolina, but our, our grandfather, uh, this was his favorite show. Well, as a family, as a whole, it's, it's really the Bible family than Andy Griffith. The Andy Griffith show. Yeah, sure. It's, yeah. It's a it's a big deal. I I like the I like the extra layer of joke where they said that he was directing a crossover that was Matlock meets Aunt B, which is a <laughs> crossover of two Andy Griffith series. So I I mean that was just a throwaway line, but I like that. <laughs> Speaking of crossovers, um, too, we're about to get a Melrose Place reference. That was exciting. Oh yes, we are. Anyway, so 
Yeah, uh, Brandon's like, we'll get out of your hair. But Jill is like, no, you guys can stay. Like, you're not bothering me. And then Celeste notices right away the flirtiness oh, sure. between Steve yeah. and Jill. That Steve is all about looking at Jill. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, it's not in the least subtle. Steve's not trying no. to, like, hide it or anything. He's like, <laughs> I would like to sleep with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Back uh, at the University of Minnesota, Brenda Minnesota. is talking with her friends about she's going to be taking an acting workshop. Yes. And then, you know, all the questions start again. Do you right. know any movie stars? And yeah. then they start talking about she knows Steve. So, Corbin, Steve's mom is the star of a, uh, what's it like called? Like a family Film. sitcom uh, called so, The Hartley okay. House. Sort of, sort of like a Full House-esque sitcom so everybody knows steve's mom he's like a celebrity kid and this is the scene that corbin and i were getting into a little earlier where brenda is just very unpleasant in this whole scene oh the brandon she gets very defense how dare you show an interest in my life (laughs) this was the most eye-rolly scene i think i I agree i mean i get it it's your life's hard but but it is also fully on brand with brenda (laughs) yeah Yeah. right no surprises there but she's like, L.A. isn't that much different from the rest of the country. Yep. Which I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, that, seems, whatever. that seems like a overgeneralization, I would say, to assume everything <laughs> is like L.A. <laughs> uh, okay. Next scene is Donna, Kelly, and David are looking for a place for him to live. Yeah. And they're looking at the beach. And he's like, this is too expensive. Yeah. And Kelly's like, where do you want to live? Melrose, Melrose Place. <laughs> Melrose or Place. Have you heard Corbin. of the show Melrose Place? <laughs> it's a spinoff no. of of like twenty something characters who all live in the same apartment complex called Melrose Place. And Kelly and David and Donna were sort of instrumental in setting off that spinoff. So that's just a callback to mm. this other series. So yeah, David thinks the beach is too expensive. Um, so he leaves to go get some drinks. And Donna and Kelly have a conversation where we learn there's a little bit of trouble in paradise. Yes. Dylan found out he did not get into Berkeley. Yeah. What a shock. I know. He put in effort the last half of his senior year, and he didn't get into Berkeley. Yeah, what a shocker. (laughs) Although, to be fair, again, he is a multimillionaire, so it sort of seems like, you know, some some scales were tipped in his favor. But yeah, I was a little surprised that that long-running storyline was just kind of like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. You know? A lot of long-running storylines that get cut short here, as we learn. Dylan and Kelly broke up. Yeah. Which, With season three, four, Nick. I know. If they just broke up. I know. Off-screen. It's funny, too, because uh, I, I had to kind of snicker in your in our season three recap when I asked for your predictions. And you were like, I think Dylan and Kelly are really solid and they're going to stay together. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Dylan and Kelly break up a big deal. Question. A very so big, is it a big deal. deal? Yes, because okay. I mean the the season two or the main one of the main season three arcs was that like I said that big love triangle between uh, Dylan, Brenda, Kelly, and so like Dylan choosing Kelly and, and like going off in that was a huge huge focus. So to start the next season just being like and they broke up off screen was kind of like what? I'm so sad. There's like no Dylan in this episode. True. For because Corbin like didn't even get to see. I know him at he all. just got a little. A okay, little sample. So this this answers my question because I wrote who's Dylan and then the last The very scene, last scene, yeah. It's he's calling and I was I was literally on the phone with Kendra and I was like, Well who's this guy? Like what, <laughs> who's this guy calling? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so back to the beach house. Uh, Jill is very unimpressed yes. by the bagels. She likes Doesn't New like York them. bagels. Only likes New York bagels. <laughs> um, Celeste does not like Jill, mm-hmm. and well, more. More to the point, she doesn't like the way Steve is just, like, fawning over Jill. Yeah, well, Steve's like, remember when you taught me to make out? That was great. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she kind of storms off, and Steve follows her and is like, what's your problem? And she's like, you've been fawning over her all morning. Like, you haven't even talked to me today. So, yeah, so little rift there. Back to looking at houses. They're looking at a beach house. The landlord is giving them a spiel about how great the house is and kelly's like we'll take it and i'm gonna live here so yeah. sorry donna yeah that's a twist <laughs> i mean though like seriously even though these are relatively well-to-do characters a three-bedroom lake like oceanfront beach house i mean what would the rent even be thousands thousands <laughs> a month thousands, i mean yeah. crazy so they convinced donna to live there as well because i guess there's an upstairs apartment and a downstairs there's like an upstairs and a downstairs that they could live. So yeah. yeah. And they're like, let's do it. And David's like, oh yeah, your mom is really going to go for this, yeah. Donna. Yeah. Oh, Carmen, yeah, this is where I wrote. Yeah. This is where I wrote problem with Donna's mom. <laughs> that Don- is. <laughs> Donna's a- mom is like the ultimate sloppy hot mess of a character. She's just <laughs> all over the map. So yes, <laughs> there is a problem with Donna's mom. Yep. Is she like is she like crazy or is she like a super like controlling parent? Well, one of the really early episodes, Donna catches her mom having an affair in a hotel, and that kind of drives a lot of it. She you know, she's on the school board and is all like, These are all my friends and they must think highly of me. So she's she's very motivated like by her own self interest, wouldn't you say, Kendra? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. Yeah. And so she kind of prioritizes that over like her relationship with Donna's dad, her relationship with Donna, what seems to be best for the characters. It's like all about social standing with crazy Felice Martin. Yeah. Back at the beach house, Steve uh, and Brandon are on a walk and Steve thinks that Celeste overreacted, but Brandon's like, no, I mean, you, you've been acting, you've been acting some kind of way towards Mm -hmm, Jill. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like, you shouldn't jeopardize what you have with Celeste for Jill. Who's going to be here for like two weeks. Yeah. And keep in mind here that, Brandon, Steve, and Celeste all met on a game show, and Brandon was way into Celeste, and at the end of the game show, she ultimately chose Steve, so now it's yes. sort of like, Steve's taking her for granted, and I think Brandon is still a little bit like, I would have dated her, I wanted to date her, and now you're treating her like <laughs> crap. You yeah. Know, so They see Andrea in the distance and call out to her, but she does not hear them. She is on her way back to see Gil. Ugh, barf. And she walks up, and Gil's like, twice in two days, people might start talking. Yeah. But she doesn't appreciate the way that he was joking about this big decision she made. Mm-hmm. And she starts like yelling at him about it's my choice and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they laugh and they hug. And uh, Gil kind of like talks her down. And then he's like, hey, stay for lunch and meet my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I just I don't know. I this just thought this whole scene was slimy because I mean she's really like screaming in his face and he just laughs at her and then I guess she thinks yeah. it's funny too but it's all like oh let's touch each other's bodies and laugh <laughs> you know <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then he's like come hang out with my fiance I'm just like Gil Gil your brain's broke you know yeah. 
Back in Minnesota, they are driving to see Brenda and Cindy's old house. That's fun. And they get there, and we see the house, and I'm like, wait a second. They've always been rich. I know, right? Yeah, I thought the same this thing. This is a rich house. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in Minneapolis. That's that's a you know that's a metropolitan area. That's I a know, big but when city. they first they first moved to Beverly Hills, and they're like, everyone's so rich here, and they I wear know. rich clothes, yeah. and then we see this house, and I'm like. Mm. Yeah, okay. they, they really play up the like, ah, shucks, kind of Walsh's in the beginning. Yeah. But we see, we see you, Cindy. Yeah, <laughs> they try to go, uh, they want to go inside, but no one's home. And Grandma Beavis is like looking in the windows and yeah. these people's house. Yeah, um, Gra- Grandma Beavis is being a real butthead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I take Good it back, one. withdrawn. Good one. No, no. <laughs> okay. Brenda and her cousin are talking about how they used to have a tire swing. And I hate how the cousin is always like, did you and cousin Brandon (laughs) like this house? I know. I know. She always says like cousin Brenda. Yeah, She's like Rebecca from Sunnybrook Farm all of a sudden. (laughs) It's like, okay. Like no one talks like that. Yeah. Gee, cousin Brenda. And then there's like mosquitoes and Brenda is just having a lot of doubts, which she, she mentions to Cindy yeah. and Cindy's like, you're going to feel better. Once classes start, like once you're in it, it's going to be fine. Almost like it was insane for her to move back to Minnesota by herself. Yeah, a little, a little insane. Okay. Uh, back at the beach house, Jill is now topless sunbathing. Sure. And uh, Steve walks up and she like, Oy. you know, clothes herself. Yes. And Steve acts like he's about to be like, there can't be anything between us. But then Jill is like, uh, tell me about your friend. Mindy, your friend. Hold on, because before that, we have Steve's most cringeworthy line to date. Do you remember what he says? Oh, oh, I do, but I didn't write it down. Well, she says something about like trying to get a handle on on, like her her rap or something. And Steve says, well, you do have a nice set of handles. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yep. Not a flattering picture of Steve that's painted in this episode. That's nope. that line was as bad as that checkerboard shirt in the first scene. It was cringeworthy. Cringeworthy. I don't know. I, Steve's my favorite, so I guess he did something this episode. That okay. was my prediction. All right. I okay. I said that I said Corbin would like Steve. All right. So all right. Jill yeah. okay, also so... not not insulted by that or not like how dare you? She's no. like, Oh, oh my It's just like the way they talk to each other. I guess so, yeah. Steve is basically like, yeah, go for it with Brandon. And so they go down to the beach and Jill goes off with Brandon and he goes off with Celeste. Back at the peach pit, Kelly and David are there and she makes some comment about having a peach pit in Paris and Nat has this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Then Donna walks in and says that she talked to her parents and that apparently they're moving to Houston because her dad got a job there so she told them she wanted to live off campus with kelly but she didn't mention david she forgot Is that, that part. what happened yes okay. yeah she left that yeah, part they, out so she didn't tell them about david also living there a little deceptive mm-hmm. back in minnesota we have our last scene uh brenda gets back to the dorm and her and darcy uh have darla. Uh, all it darla sorry have a all is forgiven moment <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a while i know we haven't they decide they're going to go to this party. So they leave and the phone rings in their empty room and it's Dylan calling Brenda. Mm. He's all 
in Europe, sad, yeah, yeah. trying to contact Brenda. Yeah. And uh, that's the end. Okay. Well, uh, Kendra, as as the really the start, I, I Corbin, I was saying this is kind of a good episode for you to be here because in a lot of ways it's like a repilot because this is the first like post high school episode sort of setting up the new mm-hmm. norms for the series. Kendra, what did you think of it? Like in light of that, did, are you intrigued with with what they have laying down here? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're setting up some like. I mean, you've told me that Jill is only in two episodes, but I didn't expect her and uh, and Brandon to have a real relationship anyway. Yeah, right. No, he, um, he's incapable so, of that. But, uh, I mean, we've got stuff going on with Andrea and Gil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to continue. We've checked back in with David and Donna right. on their relationship. Yes. I don't like that Kelly and Dylan are split up, but yeah. that's the way okay. it is, I guess. Um, and I, I really don't think that Brenda's going to last in Minnesota. You know, I think she's okay. going to be back pretty soon. Well, for the last two seasons, we've had this, we've had a whole summer series where, like, we, we spend the whole summer with them. This year, I think we get maybe two episodes before, like, college really starts. So um, we've got these two, and then, then it kind of, the new status quo starts probably in episode three. Uh, Corbin, as just a 90210 beginner, was there anything here that made you curious about what happens next? I think I'm mainly interested in the Gil... Andrea really <laughs> okay all right yeah. I think that's where most of my questions were lying uh-huh. I was like what is this guy yeah. to her yeah well are they a thing I would love answers uh, to those questions as well so I, <laughs> I mean there's definitely some some questions that I would like answered okay. so all right um but yeah it, was, so, it, it definitely piqued my so Steve is your favorite character any other just like snapshot yes. like what's what's your impression of some of the characters here yeah, I'll. So Brandon wears a pair of Nike Airs. Yes, on the beach. Yes, phenomenal, phenomenal shoe. Okay, Just, <laughs> okay. There's a lot of bad fashion, outdated. But yeah, those shoes hold up. I yeah. mean, that was that was that was good stuff. And then, so is Steve more of a class clown, or is he more of like the the bad boy? No, I no. wouldn't say bad boy. I wouldn't really say class clown though either. He's kind of. He's definitely our our broiest character. Yeah. You know, like he's he's kind of always down for a good time. He's, I think more he's than rich. Class Cloud. He's he's gonna do he wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah. But I would say Dylan okay. is the more the bad boy. Sure, yeah, yeah. Who we only got a little the little tiny uh tag with Dylan, so yeah, but yeah. he's he's the bad boy. Yeah, that's that's right. I figured as soon as I saw him, I was like, Oh, this is this is the rebel without a cause. One look at that hairline and you know. You know yeah. <laughs> he's out for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i also wrote bruna's grandma can't remember a dang thing uh-huh. it was like the whole time she's like you broke out in hives and then the mom's like no that was my sister and then she's like you lived in this dorm she's like no my sister lived in this dorm <laughs> she's like are you sure so it's just like the whole her whole thing was getting memories wrong yeah um, have a little respect for the most symmetrical pair of legs in 1950s Hollywood, <laughs> Corbin. Now, now that I know that they're insured, I will well, I yeah. speak anything of that I don't think you should, no. It could be an insurance yeah. problem. Um, and, then, and then I wrote, the girl with the mace is the hottest. Jill. Oh, well. <laughs> which okay. Is, which is Jill. That's a fresh take. All right. So, All right. So Jill, Jill yeah, is your 90210 yeah. crush. Okay. My guess uh, was that he, you would like Kelly. You would think that Kelly was the prettiest, Corbin. Mm. I'll be honest; I don't think I remember her that much. Wow! As far as <laughs> wow, I thought Andrew's take that, Jenny Garth. Yeah, I thought Andrew's pretty 
good looking. I mean, she's kind of a like a she looks. I would use the term all American. Okay, like she looks like the girl next. The door. girl next door. Sure. Yeah. Whereas like um, Donna, okay. she looks she looks very California. I see. All girl. right. All right. Let's rate so, the men, Corbin. Who who do you think is the most attractive man in the nine hundred two and verse? I mean, I I saw Dylan for five seconds and I knew you knew right. that was it. Okay. <laughs> That's all I needed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I would and European telephone booth. That's yep. all I needed. That's all you had to see. The um, okay. Fashion wise, I feel like Brandon. Brandon's got the new New Kids on the Block fade, which I'm not all about. Correct. David yeah. looks like he really went through puberty over the summer because yeah. he looked like a full blown adult at this point. He had those like that nice like all oh, his tips weren't frosted, but they might as well have been with that like gelled <laughs> spiky haircut, the massive earrings. Yeah. So. Kendra, your crush still is Dylan, I assume. No oh, one's yeah, dethroned Luke Perry for you. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Did you have a 90210 snap, Kendra? This is the point of the show, Corbin, where we choose the most dramatic moment for the seri- uh, for the episode. Kendra, what about you? I guess I would say when we find out that Kelly and Dylan split up. Okay. All right. Corbin, most dramatic moment, your 90210 snap. I mean, probably the scene where where Brenda freaks out on her friends. Yeah, that's, asking that felt very about, soap opera. About yeah. cars that her boyfriend drives. So uh, <laughs> that seemed to, it seemed over the top. It did. Yeah, I would maybe go with the uh, with the Jill pulling the mace on Brandon. I feel mm-hmm. like that to me was like, whoa, okay, all right, we're doing <laughs> yeah. this. All right. Well, Corbin, uh, I mean, it's it's been a pleasure having you back uh, in the feed here. Do you have a favorite? I, it, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Now, if people were going to go back in the feed, because it's all the same thing. So if you're subscribed to 902 and here we go, all the Nostalgia Me This episodes are there waiting for you to listen. Corbin, if you had to recommend one episode of Nostalgia Me This, where where would you go? I would probably, especially tis the season sure. of Halloween, yes. our scary movie, our top 10 scary movies was uh, was a good one. Any of our top 10s mm-hmm. I really uh, enjoyed. So, uh, But the top 10 scary movies was pretty good. I think we had a top 10 favorite albums in high school mm-hmm. those are those are my favorite all right kendra what about you do you have a favorite nostalgia be this episode that you'd recommend for people if they want to go back we have one we did a scary movies one but then we also just did like a scary stuff i think it's called where we just talked about stuff that used to scare us like okay. random stuff um oh, so, yeah so that we talked about the rapture and we talked about oh, wow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we so that's a testament on it. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good one. And um talking about Rockadoodles was fun. Oh yeah, Gilmore Girls, that was a good one. Mary Kate Nashley has always been a popular episode as well. So surprisingly I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I enjoyed that one a good amount. It's always funny to see that like the nostalgia me this era is continuing to like pick up listeners. Like those episodes mm-hmm. like keep getting played and everything. So that's that's funny. So yeah, find them all there, uh, right at our SoundCloud or anywhere you get your podcast, uh, just by subscribing to 902. And here we go. You get It's a two-for-one special, because you get Nostalgia Me This, too. Uh, Kendra, speaking of other podcasts, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find us at SoundCloud.com slash All the Books, or anywhere you get your podcast. We just wrapped our Halloween special where we focused on Stephen King's book and movie adaptation, Christine. What about you, Kendra? Where else are you in the world? Um, I'm Miss Musebox91 on social media. I have a website, MissMusebox.com. And I am also the host of 90s Music Got Me Like, 
uh, which is a podcast where Eric and I go over a different 90s song every week. This coming week, we're doing Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. And then um, I'm not sure we had a poll going. Uh, it was a Shania Twain poll. Wow. Which Shania Twain oh. song should we cover? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know which one won that poll. That's a, that's so a real horse to... race. That was a real horse race. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I'm a huge Shania Twain fan, yeah. so I'm excited. Stakes were so high on that one, Brandon gambled his life away to try to yeah. <laughs> guess which song was going to yep. be. All right, well, yep. uh, thanks once again to Corbin Andrews for popping back in here on 902 and Here We Go. You can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 4.2, The Girl from New York City. 9021, Here We Go. That's good, Clinton.